Welcome to As We Recall, a travel podcast hosted by Coley, Hunter, and Candler. Welcome to As We Recall. I'm Coley Marlowe. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Doing great, man. Good to hear from you. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to start out this episode with some brief introductions to ourselves, kind of who we are, why it matters, and uh, kind of how we, you know, the reasons why we uh, are our travelers now. So we're going to start out with you, Hunter. All right. Well, I'm Hunter Atchison. I am 24 years old. I was born in Georgia and still reside here to this day, North Georgia to be exact. And I love to travel. I love to travel with these boys. Awesome. So uh, my name is Coley Marlowe. I am 29 years old. I was also born in North Georgia in the same hospital as these runs here. And I have you know, also been, I've been traveling a while and I'm married for nine years. That's just a little bit about me. And we'll go to Candler. All right. My name is Candler Atchison. I'm 29 years old. I'm the oldest one in the group. I'm also from uh, Northwest Georgia, still reside here to this day. I own a residential construction company, which allows me a lot of free time to do travels, last minute, planned trips, doesn't really matter. This is my cousin Coley and my brother Hunter. Hunter, obviously, is uh, the youngest in the family on both sides. Lucky him, right? Kind of spoiled. <laughs> but uh, we decided that we all like to talk. All three of us really like to talk. And we love to travel, and we've done a lot of travels together with uh, two of us, some of us by ourselves. So what better than to share experiences with the world? maybe help some people out, give them some hope into travel, how to travel. For us, it runs a little deeper. My family, I was named after my great-grandfather, and he owned, I don't know the years, but he uh, owned a hotel, uh, a motel, I'm sorry, in Daytona Beach, Florida. Him and my great-grandmother also had a place up in the North Georgia mountains that they loved to vacation to as well. And these are time frames of probably around the 50s. So for that time, it wasn't as common to do too much travel. Then my grandfather was drafted in 1952 and went over to Europe and was in 13 countries in Europe. And ever since I was a little boy, my granddaddy has always told me, do not stick your nose to the grindstone. Get out there, see the world, experience things, enjoy it. And that has just always stuck with me. And I just couldn't escape it. Luckily, our parents got us into traveling at a young age as well. But every time we would come home, we would get hounded by our grandparents. How was the trip? What went on? Where did you go? And then they would tell their experiences, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. They had been there as well. And how things changed so we do comparison. And that's just kind of the beginnings of it all as a young boy with family that got us into it. Coley, like, give us some detail, like, what got you started? Where'd your passion start and grow into the whole travel lifestyle? Because we all know it's a lifestyle. Yeah. So with me, it's a little, I had a little bit of harder time trying to figure out why I like to travel so much and really when I caught the bug, because it feels like it just kind of came on a little bit slower, you know, more gradual than, uh, than other people that I've met. And for me, I think it was around the time that I got married. So 20 years old. I had traveled before that, but for some reason, it wasn't the most uh, important thing in my life um, up until that point. Now I would say that it is the most important thing in my life uh, other than, you know, my family. And like, as far as an activity, there's nothing I want to do more than just travel. So I think it was when I got married, my wife, she was so lucky. She had an amazing privilege to be born 
and have family in Hawaii. And one of my first big trips after we got married, after our honeymoon was to go to Hawaii. And I think that's when it all started to click that you can go, I mean, this is 21st century. You can go anywhere you want. And Hawaii was so amazing. And I really got to experience it because we, you know, when we would go to Hawaii, uh, my wife working as a nurse, she had a really flexible uh, schedule at the time. And she was able to get a lot of time off in a big chunk, like once or twice a year. So we would spend like a month in Hawaii and you really experience the culture of Hawaii. You know, even though it's the United States, different parts of the United States have different cultures. And I think that's really what drove me to travel is experiencing the different microcultures that are all around the United States. And it really opens your mind to the big picture of both just people, religion, politics, everything. It really helps you kind of have a better understanding of how the world works. And I think that's really what started it was those little trips that we would take right after we were married. And the more we would travel, the more it would come on and the more we would want to travel more. And it was definitely around that time that I started getting the the travel bug. That's kind of where it started. That's the, the beginnings of it all. Ever since then, we've just been traveling more and more and more. At this point, it's like every weekend we got to go somewhere. Got to go somewhere. Yep. We have it to, and we've traveled you know, many times together now yep. throughout these years and stuff like that. So Yeah. And we, we always, you know, sometimes it's just spur of the moment. But yeah, it's just a little bit about, about where I got it and we go to Hunter now. All right. Well, obviously being brought up with Candler, we had a lot of similar experiences. Grew up in a traveling family. And I remember one of the first kind of iconic moments for me at least is we had a fifth wheel, big fifth wheel, big Ford dually that our dad had. And we took a three week, a little over a three week trip to the Grand Canyon, drove all the way from Georgia to the Grand Canyon. So our first major stop was in New Orleans, which our dad was born just outside of New Orleans. Got to see that, you know, further on into Texas, into New Mexico, seeing White Sands, going to Carlsbad Caverns, all that. And then obviously seeing the Grand Canyon, just a just an insane trip kind of gave me a, a view on the world of how, how small it actually is and the fact that, you know, we we drove here. Like, you know, we crossed the country, whole family, in this giant fifth wheel, drove all the way out there and just had a crazy time. Uh, just a wonderful experience. And like I said, for all, just un, under a month. And we also did a very similar thing with uh, going to Silver Dollar City, Mammoth Caves. We had quite a few bigger trips like that, and then just countless other one-week to weekend trips in the fifth wheel. And also, big and outdoors, our parents were really good about keeping us outside. We've been hiking and camping since we were very young, and our, you know, our parents didn't believe in holding us back in anything like that. So we're always outside, you know, enjoy the great outdoors, big outdoorsmen, me and Candler and I. I think that's kind of the the start of it and it's just progressed further and further as we go on and then you know becoming adults I believe I was I was 18 and me and Candler did a one month long road trip out west and that was a super you know obviously that's kind of a pivotal point in your life anyways being 18 did a whole one month long road trip all the way out to California you know all through the west and just crazy just me and him a lot of freedom um, a lot of experiences having to kind of you know, there's just weird stuff you got to figure out that you, you wouldn't really think of going to buy this or trying to find campgrounds and, you know, calling ahead, getting reservations, stuff like that. 
and just navigating the U.S., which was, you know, just fantastic. So I turned on that trip, actually turned 19 in Oregon, in Newport, Oregon. That like that really, you know, set the fire as in now this is something that I've grown up doing. But now it's something I can do now. Also, you know, with with you and with Candler as the, the three amigos that we are now, now I'm able to do that and not saying we don't still travel with family and stuff like that, but it's kind of progressed into truly who I am now as far as being able able to travel and the desire to. It's um, it's somewhat part- of a it's one, somewhat of a liberating experience, you know, like yeah, knowing that yeah. it's like before you were kind of it's like, oh well, I'm traveling because I have to because my parents are saying we're going. Yeah. But when you're an adult, you can just go and there's literally nothing stopping you. Yeah. The freedom of it, I think, is what really like kind of sets it off. I often tell people we have a almost a simple mindset because we're big road trippers. So we will drive anywhere. Like it's nothing for us to drive, you know, over <laughs> 30 hours. We don't look at it as a big thing. We're kind of like, not that we're crazy eccentric or anything. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, we could Colorado. That's not that far. We could drive there. Yeah. You know, you take a trip to Maine or Canada, whatever. When friends bring up, you know, dinner plans. They live like, you know, yeah. we're in Georgia, they're in Tennessee. Like, hey, uh, y'all want to come hang out? Like, oh, we'll ride up for dinner. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like an hour to two hours one way. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. Like, it, it's worth it. You yeah. get to cross the state line. We all have an obsession with crossing state lines. Oh, yeah. Whether it's to get gas, it doesn't matter. You have crossed a boundary and it just made an impression. For me, something crazy in my life happened. I was 23. Three, and I was working commercial construction in Atlanta. I was an assistant superintendent, and we had, I worked there for two years. We had really big projects back-to-back. Uh, Pont City Market was one of them. Uh, it was the old Sears building in Atlanta. Fantastic. I loved being a part of that, but I worked between 60 and 80 hours a week, six days a week typically, every now and again seven. And I made a lot of money, but I had no life. It hit me one day. I was at work down in Atlanta, and I would leave before the sun come up. I'd get home when the sun was, you know, down. Those words my granddaddy told me, he said, don't stick your nose to the grindstone. And I realized that out of my youth, when I had to make my own living, once mom and dad, you know, quit taking me on vacations, I guess, I started putting my nose to the grindstone and making a living. And it hit me one day, and it scared the daylights out of me. It truly scared me that I was going to have my life pass me by and I wasn't going to have any experiences or memories or adventures. And I quit that job and I came home and was talking to Hunter and Coley. And uh, Coley at that time was moving uh, to California to uh, West Covina area. Yep. I had just quit my job. I was like, well, let's go on a hike, Dad, for one. I forgot about that. So our dad loves backpacking. He raised us backpacking. So me, him, and my brother, the three of us, went on a five-day backpacking trip in the Cahutas. That's yep. in North Georgia. So we did that. Hadn't done that in years. Uh, it was awesome. Just the boys had a great time. Really felt alive. Got out, you know, immersed in nature. So anyways, we come back, and Coley's like, well, yeah, I'm going to California, so I got to take a U-Haul, get all my stuff out there, you know, him and his wife. He's like, you want to go? And without a hesitation, I said yes, and so did Hunter. We have not slowed down since. I have put life and memory and family and adventures before work every single day since that time. I absolutely refuse to do nothing but make a living. 
I just refuse to do it. So I think that's set in stone with all of us now. But that hit, and I've never looked back, and I have zero regrets in my life thus far, and I hope it continues to go that way. And I am so very blessed to have Coley and Hunter that love to do it as well, as well as our other family members extended as well. We have a pretty big family. I think that the three of us are, I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a unique thing, but within our friend circle, there's just nobody else that you can ask. It's like, hey, do you want to go to Denver two days from now? You know, it's a, just like a 20-something hour trip, you know, and most of the time they're going to be like, what? what are you talking about? You're crazy. That's a joke. But these boys, they're like, yeah, yeah, we can make that work. Let's do it. And then we go. You know, it's there's, there's no thought about it. And that's not something that you get often. So we're really lucky to have each other for that. I'll tell you that. We much. never had a bad time, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. it, it, those have been some of the <laughs> finest vacations we've ever taken. Yeah. yeah. And I believe we did. We did. Uh, went to Boston in the winter. Um, it yep. was uh, below zero degrees when we got there. And that trip was planned. Gosh, what two days? Maybe in two days. I don't. You know. Yep. Yeah. It was one of those things. I had. It was. It was during winter break. So right after Christmas, and then I think I was going back to school in uh, like the second week of January, and it was after Christmas already. And I was like, you know, I've got this week and a half off. You know, but I had some things going on, so I could really only take about five days. I'm like, I don't want to just sit around the house for five days. And so I called him like, guys, let's go somewhere. And I think it was between going out west somewhere and uh boston and we just decided on boston i think uh I, you know what it was it was between going to niagara area and going to boston and niagara was getting just pummeled with snow and so was boston but it was looking like it was going to clear up faster and so we just went there instead one of the most interesting things just a outlook on how you travel and stuff is we're sitting there like man it, it, news is saying it's terrible you know snow everywhere well, that's crazy so I don't even know who came up with the idea, but I remember you calling, uh, Cully, you called hotels in the area and yep. just talked to the people working there. Just talked like, to the hey, front desk, yeah. Yeah, what's uh, what's the weather like? And they're like, oh, it's pretty bad right now. And you told them, you know, the day we were coming in, they're like, oh, no, it'll be way clear by then. No, no worries. And sure enough, we get up there, and <laughs> they were right. It was These fine. people lived there. There was tons of snow around, but the roads were clear, and, you know, all our whole entire family was just guys, this is a terrible idea. You're going to have to turn around. And I'm like, so what? So what if we get yeah. to Maryland and have to turn our car around? Like it's still, we, we, we tried, you know, even if it doesn't yeah. work out, we still did it, you know, and it's better than sitting at the, at the house. That's, that's something that, that people don't, I think a lot of people don't understand, I guess. And I've got to shout out my latest trip. I literally just got back on Monday and I drove the entire time. So I live in Washington now. I just recently moved this past year to Seattle area and mainly because of the weather and all of the nature and everything that's around this area. Um, we have, I have like four national parks right next to me. And so it's something I really love. It was uh, my birthday this month. So my wife said, Hey, this weekend is your, that's your weekend, whatever you want to do. And I said, well, I'd like to take a drive. Let's take a drive down to Crater Lake. And I got a shout out to my wife right now. She's also a yes man. She's a yes woman. She is. She's always down to go with it. Yeah, she's she's never like, oh, no, that's crazy. So I was like, let's go to Crater Lake. I'd never been to Crater Lake, and because uh, every time I'd ever driven through Oregon, it was always along the coast. So I was like, let's go to Crater Lake and see what's up there. It was, a, I think it's like a six and a half hour drive, so that doesn't sound too bad. And then I was like, well, we got like three days, so let's uh, let's see what else we can do. So we ended up driving down to Lake Tahoe as well, and 
that ended up being about 12 hours total from my house to Lake Tahoe. So we spent the night in Crater Lake, went on to Lake Tahoe, and then on uh, on Sunday night, we just drove back. It was 12, 12 hours and something, pulled off at a rest stop, took a little break, and kept going. So I, you know, in three days, I drove about 24 hours, and people are like, well, that's crazy. I'm like, but what else would I have done? Would I have just sat on the couch and watched TV and did nothing to better my life? But at this point, I had been to Tahoe before, but I hadn't been to that area of Tahoe. I'd been to South Lake Tahoe, and that's it. Not only did I hit up Crater Lake National Park that I'd never been to before, and it's spectacular. Everybody should go. It's an amazing place. I also saw Reno, Nevada, which I was really curious about just because you never hear about it. Saw Carson City, Nevada. I circumnavigated Lake Tahoe, uh, saw the amazing mountains, went through Northern California, which I'd never been to Central Northern California. Again, it's always been all on the coast. These are all things that I did, and it cost us a couple hundred dollars in gas because we dispersed camp. So we didn't pay for lodging the entire time. We just camped and in National Forest Land. So we're talking about $200 for gas for what we did. That's just insane. And that is that is why I travel. It's like when you look at it that way, that if you're at home, you're not going to be bettering your life. You're just going to sit and watch TV. I know we would just have binged a Netflix show. That's what we would have done if we stayed home. We don't live vicariously through other people. No. Oh, exactly. I just had to, that's just been on my mind because it's like, that's that's one of the that's what I'm talking about with this with this travel these trips is spur of the moment and just do it just get out there and do it yeah it's simple I mean most unless you're in big city America most people have cars and most people have fairly fuel efficient cars it's amazing how far you can go for so little amount of money people really undermine that fact and. As Hunter said, we are very big into the outdoors. Hunting, fishing, backpacking, camping, kayaking, water sports, everything. You can do all these things, especially the camping aspect. You put, you get yourself in a car, you get a tent, and you can go hundreds and hundreds of miles away and stay in private campgrounds, state parks, you name it. And it doesn't cost you hardly anything. You could go out that weekend to two different restaurants and have some alcoholic beverages and cost you the same amount of money. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we want to do this podcast about. We want to show people how much you can do with what you already have. The three of us have been to all 50 states, most states more than once. There's only a handful between the three of us that we haven't been to at least twice. Four for me, and I believe it's four for you as well. Yeah, and I think, Cole, you're somewhere in that ballpark. No, three I've, to I've five been to every state at least twice. Oh, you have? Okay, cool. And it's funny what happens to us because we talk to each other all the time. And our family, and you can ask anyone that knows us well, if we haven't been anywhere in two weeks to a month, we get a little <laughs> cranky. Yep. We get restless. You know, like people can't get us to focus. And they're like, guys, what's up? Like, we haven't been somewhere in a while. Like, we need a vacation. We got to we gotta get out of here. And something as simple as hitting up the mountains for us is what Coley said. So he's out west. So he can do these short trips. But we can do the same thing here. And people don't understand the beauty they have in their back doors uh, living in North America. Yeah. We're obviously in the U.S. This country has so much to offer. And something that I wanted to do, I wanted to see all 50 states before I ever left this country. For a few reasons. Why would I travel somewhere else before I saw my own country? And then I also want to be well educated in the fact of 
if I traveled somewhere else and people ask, where are you from? Well, I'm from America. What part of America? I'm from Georgia. Oh, well, I have family or I've heard of this place or this state or this city or this national park. I wanted to at least have a vague recollection of said topic. I wanted, I did not want to be an uneducated American traveling abroad. And I think the three of us have done very well with that. We've experienced many things throughout this nation. And now we have started to travel outside the U.S. And so we bring our culture to other cultures. And then we get to experience their culture. And then we can like compare and contrast and say, hey, you need to go see this. And they're like, oh, well, you need to go see this in my country. It becomes this wonderful thing when you can discuss traveling with people in an age where honestly people don't really travel and we have the most ability to do so this day and age we can travel by every means yeah that there ever has been we're all big history buffs to to read books is like one of those things kind of hit me one day after reading books and everything and if you read a book about anyone interesting most likely they traveled a lot and especially for the time historically you know like i say it was hard to travel and so when you read a book about, you know, any of the founding fathers or, you know, different people throughout history, and then I realized they all traveled that it, it, you gain so much experience and knowledge just seeing how the world works in other cultures and vice versa and things of that nature. And it really, that kind of is one of the, like a turning point for me where I was like, okay, I can, you know, you read, read this book or that book and, you know, n- normally I never read fiction books, but. Anyways, when you start reading about people that are, have a lot of knowledge, they've normally gained a great deal of it through traveling and having those experiences. Because along with traveling is, you know, different experiences that you're going to run into. So that look, was kind of a big point for me. Look at the greatest writers. Yes, and that reminds me of Mark Twain. One of my favorite quotes of all time is by Mark Twain, and I'm just going to say it real quick. Travel is fatal to prejudice bigotry and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Yeah, and something else that what we have learned in our travels, no matter what culture, no matter first world, third world country, doesn't matter, People want to change everybody, don't they? They're like, no, well, yeah. you know, we we have this type of lifestyle. We we live this way. We eat this food. We do this. We do that. Right? I would never in a million years want to change any other culture unless it's to save innocence. Okay, but past that, if you take someone from South America that lives on the Amazon and has never had a phone, a TV, you know, satellite doesn't have the internet, why would you want to change those people? They're happy the way they are. Like the, I get to go experience their lifestyle, and if they so much as want to, I, I would hope there's some way to find a way to do that, right? So who wants everyone to be the same? Yeah. That's what makes this world so grand, and even this country. It's crazy to travel in the U.S. and then into Canada and see the difference from Georgia to Florida, from from Florida to Texas, Texas to California to Iowa. It doesn't matter where you're at. People live and act differently the pace of life is different sometimes it's faster sometimes it's slower that's why you need to travel to understand why and how people live not to maybe be like them or to be less than or better but just to know and to understand yeah so just it's like hey i'm doing good right now the way i'm living or hey you know i think i could do better that's what travel brings to you and that's the beauty of it all 
is to experience everyone's everyone else's lifestyles. Well said. Well said. Yep, I agree. And I think that that is the core of really what's in us to travel in the first place, just to experience and just to gain knowledge of the world. Yeah. I constantly catch myself like understanding things that I never truly had a good grasp on. All of a sudden the experience will hit you, Yep, or, you know, wherever you're at, or you'll see something that you're going to encounter. It's like, okay, a lot makes sense now. And so I think it's just a very interesting fact. Also something that, a push we want to make is try to open people's minds to how to travel, to help people travel more and kind of get out of the, what we dubbed as the Panama city mindset. And that could be different depending on where you live, but we live in Georgia. Uh, Cully no longer lives in Alabama next to us, but (laughs) so from Georgia, most of the East coast, the place to go is Panama city, the redneck Riviera. (laughs) And that's it. Mostly people will go down there for a week or so, or maybe a couple weekends a year, depending on work schedules. And like, that's kind of like their only thing. And if you get true happiness from that, hey, more power to you. But that's kind of what people get stuck in doing. They never, they never really go on a long road trip. They don't, you know, just go somewhere different. Yeah, they don't branch out. It's always, yeah, they don't branch out. They don't, you know try to be adventurous with going somewhere else because it's just like a it's a comforting thing you just oh you get a hotel you go down there you hang out on the beach eat a bunch of food and that's about it and it's honestly it's, it's expensive like when it comes down to it yep. you can like we're big into getting more experience for your money you know that that's not the best way to do it a relaxing trip all right you might have an argument there but to truly gain some knowledge and experience you you got to venture out further than that. Yeah, think and, uh, outside of the box. Count, yeah, that's something we want to really you know preach to everybody about how to just have a different mindset about traveling. Yeah, it would amaze you at what you can do for so little. Yeah, absolutely. National parks pass is like what eighty eighty five dollars. Well, think, right you know now. what's crazy is you can get a national parks pass for fifty five, but then you can get the interagency pass, which is eighty. I, the only reason I know that I literally just bought one to go to Crater Lake. Because mine one's expired. So the interagency pass will get you into not only national parks, but any federally ran parks. Like some, like national forests, for example, that require a access pass just because they're so rural and they're trying to maintain that rural uh, aspect of the parks. And so they, they require you to have the interagency pass. But again, it's like 80 bucks. Like, come on, 80 bucks for a year's worth. If you go to, if you plan to go to a national park more than twice, it's like worth it. Yeah. When's the last time you bought $80 worth of stuff on Amazon that you have no idea where it's at now? <laughs> uh, like three days yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah. So we're also we're going to teach y'all how to do these weekend getaways, two and three day trips. Yeah. And you can do a whole lot in two to three days. Oh, absolutely. Just don't sleep. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> it's that simple. Get in that car and drive. And if you get tired, drink a coffee or an energy drink. Get somebody to talk to you. Blare some music, roll the windows <laughs> down, sing to your heart's content, stay awake, yeah. and go see that horizon. I'm going to go ahead and give you a, a, a tip or something you need to start getting into play. Find you some really cool people, good friends of some kind, family, doesn't matter, and somebody with a fuel-efficient car and has, you know, <laughs> use <them>. never adventure, <laughs> and then what will kind of put in place what you need to do from there. Yes, but that's where you need to get started. Find you some cool people to hang out with that don't mind, you know, doing something adventurous. And like I say, three people is is the best number. I think 
four yes. begins to push it. It's not quite as comfortable. And here's why. So if you have a car that seats five with three people, you can have one person asleep in the back seat and two people. And you always got to have two people awake, one person in the driver's seat and another person in the passenger seat. That's your wingman right there. That's, that's your travel buddy. That's who's carrying the, carrying the conversation for you to keep you awake. Because there's something, you know, while we say don't sleep, I'm not advocating, you know, being drowsy and driving. Of all people, <laughs> it's not me. I have had some issues with that in the past. He took a nap. I, I took I took a nap. I took a nap behind the wheel, and it didn't end up well. No, he won. woke up, guys. Uh, yeah, I did wake it. up. I did wake up. Yes, that that's a whole other story, but... Um, so you, you got to have at least three people. That's the best number. I mean, you at least two, but the best number is three just because then you can have your rotating driver. You can have the passenger. But yeah, we, you know what? We're going to get into all that throughout this podcast. We're going to teach you guys what we do and how we've had the privilege to travel all over this country and at this point all over the world. It's also, I'm very excited for the fact of we've been obviously thinking of episode ideas and how we want to lay everything out. And just how much more, how many more trips we've already come up with today. We have years like, well, worth of cool content, to... guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, that would be cool. That would, We should do that, you know, wink, wink, so we can talk about yep. it. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm excited so about. So this We're... is going to expand our horizons yeah, as well. Exactly. Just it's by gonna, a podcast. It's going to give us more interesting, unique ways to think about how to travel and how to do it, you know, cheaper and things of that nature. So I'm pretty excited about that aspect of it. And we are going to continue on with the podcast and we're going to start our first episode and it's going to be about one of our favorite trips. And that is a trip we took to Canada and we dub it the Canada trip. It's, it's, it's a long Eastern Canada and it was just a fantastic trip that we had. It's going to end up being, I think probably about a four episode trip but we're going to get into the nitty gritty. We went to all kinds of cities. It's, it was fantastic. And we're excited to be able to share that with you guys here coming up in the next few episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that. It's, it's going to be, be a lot great. of fun. Hope everybody tags along. It's going to be an awesome journey. And uh, we like talking. Yeah, so, so it works out pretty good. Listen in, people. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love it. we got an Instagram. We're going to put up pictures of all these things that we've done. Yep. We have a website that you can go check out uh, with blog. Yep, at aswerecall.com. You can visit that. You can listen to the podcast there. You can read blogs about our trips. And yeah, it's, it's full of full of good information. And we'll also have a Facebook page, as we recall, and as we recall on Instagram. We look forward to having many episodes where we have just a good time talking about our trips. And we will we'll see you on the episode starting out with the Canada trip. All right. See you guys soon. All right. Talk to you later.